Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome Oracle back to what's next and uh, a great pleasure to have uh, Arti Mohan, who's the MIA ERPM strategy leader at Oracle joining us. Ronnie Turin is the HCM sales dev and strategy leader for Africa at Oracle. Great pleasure to have you both with us today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let me start with you, Arti. I mean, interesting times that we're living in that, uh, you know, businesses are moving to connected planning. Uh, what is connected planning? What are the benefits that this actually provides? Sure. Thank you, first of all, for, for having us. And I love your enthusiasm. Let's talk about a topic called connected planning. So we believe that, you know, the future of business has arrived sooner than expected. Uh, new challenges and altering business priorities have become the new norm, right? Disruption has become a constant and plans that are made now are made to be changed, refined and adjusted continuously. It's less about creating the perfect plan, but it's more about refining and refocusing and making sure that your financial plans are connected with the line of business or operational plans, uh, just so that you're able to move ahead of the curve, right? So organizations are constantly running multiple scenarios. They are constantly rethinking strategies. They're relying more and more on input from operations and lines of businesses to guide through the uncertainty. And in the new world, connected enterprise planning is not just a practice, but it will be a necessity, right? So uh, the biggest benefit is you don't want to go through that siloed approach. You want one part of the organization to be totally connected with another part so that if you have the agility to change the plan, it takes into effect immediately. If we just think about it from, from an organizational perspective, uh, fundamentally, something like 70, 60 to 70% of your operational costs are around your people, around your workforce. So if you're looking at your financial side exclusively and not taking into account the people aspect of it, then you're yes. missing a trick somewhere along the line. So you've got to look at, at these things in a connected way, as RT pointed out. Okay. So then how does Oracle Cloud Enterprise Performance Management, EPM, improve planning accuracy while making your company more agile, Arti? Yeah, so very good question. So I would say there are five key processes that you should consider in a connected enterprise planning process. And that's what gives us the ability to be better than our competitors as Oracle as well. Let me take you through the five processes. The first one is to be able to do scenario modeling. That means in a continually changing environment, you're able to model scenarios, not in silos, but also connected to the entire organization. The second is your sales and marketing plan. I think with consumer expectations and spending behavior cha changing radically from one spectrum to another, uh, it's important that you have a very agile sales and marketing plan that is connected to the overall plan. The third, I think Ronnie mentioned, and I will let him come back to this, is workforce planning. Um, the fourth process that's very important is project planning. Uh, this is important specifically if you're doing large capital projects or large projects that need execution and help uh, decision makers to make the right decision, uh, monitoring the actual versus forecast. And last but not the least is integrated business planning and execution. This is primarily for organizations that have a heavy supply chain dependency uh, with disruptions to supply chains accelerating, uh, companies are looking for ways to minimize the impact of costs and service, and an integrated business plan is something key uh, to achieve that, uh, that process seamlessly. 
Now, in terms of um, in terms of why is Oracle Enterprise Performance Management, uh, you know, more efficient or more accurate is because it gives you these capabilities in one platform that makes your reforecasting connected, that makes your scenario modeling connected, and gives you closer accuracy to the reality that's happening on the ground. Okay, interesting. I mean, I was just, uh, we were just discussing earlier before we started the recording how the, this pandemic has changed everything. I mean, Ronnie, when you look at the uh, the organizational changes that have happened as a result of the pandemic and how that's impacted planning, that must be quite fascinating to look at from the outside. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I do quite often is I do, um, you know, predictions of what we're going to be seeing in the next five years or the next 10 years going forward from an HR perspective, no way in hell am I actually going to start making any predictions now based on what happened with COVID because people had all sorts of plans in place in terms of, you know, in the next two years, this is what we're going to be doing. And two years after that, that's what we're going to be doing. COVID came and just turned everything on its head. And now the planning that people are looking for is how do I keep my business going right now? What are the things that I need to be looking at right now? And do I have, as Artie talks about, the agility to be able to quickly adapt mm. and change based on the circumstances that we found? So, again, from an HR perspective, we need to understand, you know, we, we spoke about the vaccinations. Who are my people in my organization are vaccinated? Who are the people that are not? What is the risk of those people, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, of transmitting the disease? What are the things that I need to put in place when people are coming back to the office. So all of these things, we need to start planning and understanding what the impact is going to be on our business before we even start looking at, you know, how do we expand and how do we move forward? You know, having the right skills in place, you know, how do we deal with mergers and acquisitions and things like that? All of those things are almost taking a backseat to saying, how do we survive or, or not no longer just survive, but how do we start thriving as an organization? And we really need to take the people aspect into that. Gee, so much complexity that's happening in the background and, uh, and, and the need for being agile and have the right speed to adjust to the changes that are happening are really critical. Uh, Artie, when you look at the best enterprise performance management tools that uh, combine finance operations with HR, how does Oracle Cloud EPM achieve this? So, you know, Oracle has had a long history in the enterprise performance management space. Um, we've been there since the Hyperion times, which is almost 15 years ago to now. And we've taken all that know-how into building our cloud product, right? So you can see that enterprise performance management cloud is one of the leading products in the market that allows you to do all of this connected planning and more. And it's been rated by analyst firms as well as a number one leader to be able to help customers do enterprise performance management, planning processes, forecasting processes, reporting processes, management, statutory, and some other processes like profitability and, and uh, statutory reporting. From an Oracle perspective, I think one of the things that, that really differentiates us in the marketplace is that you have effectively one unified experience. So, you know, you've got the same interface that you have when you whether you're doing finance whether you're doing supply chain whether you're doing hr so having that combined analytical capability you have one reporting one analytic solution effectively with oracle you have one data model that you work with so all of that really benefits the organization in that you know it's one area that you work in and it's the same whether it's finance hr supply chain etc cetera, etc cetera. 
And that really proves incredibly powerful as soon as you start looking at reporting. So, you know, what is the impact of bringing out a new product going to be on the skills that we have? And I can start putting those things together. You know, how much time am I spending on overtime and what is the impact of that on my bottom line? So all of those things, if I'm looking at each of them in isolation, don't make a hell of a lot of sense. But as soon as I bring them together in one data model, it becomes very, very easy to work with. Okay, cool. I mean, Ronnie, that, that's quite an interesting benefit, as you put it there. But uh, what are those key benefits? I'm sure there are others of a, a unified ERP and HR system, right? Absolutely. So, you know, what, you know, one of the first things that we spoke about is this consistent user experience. So you don't have to go on ongoing training to learn how to work the finance system, how to work the HR system, how to work the supply chain. It's consistent across the whole thing. Um, centralized business processing and, and people data is available in one central location. Um, and that gives you improved visibility across your finance, your HR, your business operations. So, for example, you know, there's a lot of talk now about the great resignation that everybody's talking about at the yes. moment. What is the impact of that going to be on your organization? If your turnover starts climbing, how does it affect your operations? How does it affect you financially? So having that understanding and the ability to see all of that information in a unified way really helps you. And then, you know, just from an IT perspective, if we start looking at having isolated siloed systems for each of these different components, your cost of ownership increases because you've now got to make all of these bits and pieces talk to each other. From an Oracle perspective, everything is in one place. You don't have integration issues, which makes up somewhere in the region of 40% of IT costs is getting all of these bits and pieces to talk together. You know, so those are just some of the benefits that we have. And then from an Oracle perspective, we start looking at the AI, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about what the benefits of that are going to be. Well, yeah, actually, I'm glad you raised AI because I, I really wanted to ask you about that because, I mean, that's one of the emerging technologies that is creating all sorts of changes in, 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 in the environment of the enterprise systems, right? And those emerging technologies, you hear about fintech, AI in, fan, in finance, for example, and HR. How important are those emerging technologies? Okay, so, you know, organizations have realized that they need to move away from just entering numbers uh, on their planning platform or on their ERP. Uh, it will not increase productivity or improve business outcomes, no matter, you know, what the, what the platform they're using. Mm. What has happened is it's, it's not just about entering numbers or adjusting the drivers or moving towards, um, uh, or moving towards, you know, uh, rolling forecasts. It's also about maturing towards using technology like AI towards a predictive algorithm and using machine learning to capture the insights from, from data so that you seek the ability to move away from becoming just a data entry uh, person to actually knowing where the business is going and how to drive the business. So I'll give you a few examples of how we use AI capability within the enterprise performance management platform. So the first one is uh, touchless forecasting. Right? This is a practice that, that you should aim to have uh, when actual data from operational or from financial systems surfaces in your planning platform, you must be automatically presented with a most likely scenario that is driven by the AI algorithm. Now, what this, what this helps us do is it removes any human bias and it adds accuracy to the forecast. You obviously has, have the ability to override whatever the, the system is spit, spitting out as the forecast. 
you have the ability to change it you have the ability to override it but as a first cut it gives you a unbiased view of the forecast right and ai will constantly monitor your plan it will immediately notify you if there are any anomalies if there are any issues if there are any specific trends that you may have missed out uh, while you're doing your planning or reporting so it is able to be uh, an assistant to you to to make you more productive and uh, and drive the business towards as ronnie said not just surviving but thriving ronnie so i mean those emerging technologies are critical right absolutely uh, you know and we're seeing more and more of this being taken up from an hr perspective as well you know, there are a lot of things that we looked at and said, well, how applicable is this in an HR world? And, you know, if we just take reporting, we've moved in an HR world from historical reporting saying, you know, what happened to moving to more predictive where I can start saying, how is this changing? What are the things that we, we're looking at to almost being prescriptive where I can start saying, how do I make things happen? Hmm. And having these AI tools in place, machine learning, for example, starts to analyze the trends and saying, guys, if you continue along this line, this is the likely outcome that you're going to have. We can now take that a step further and say, how do I force that outcome? How do I actually make that thing happen by using these trends, identifying what is actually going to happen? So, you know, things like um, making sure that I'm getting the right skills. First of all, I need to understand what are those skills that I actually need? So we start having a look at dynamic skills where I can automatically start matching people based on their experience, the skills that they bring to the party with the skills that I actually need. So, you know, we almost start looking at rather than people looking for jobs, jobs start mm -hmm. looking for people where I can start using that sort of information. But I can also start predicting, you know, especially we talked a little bit earlier about the, uh, the great resignation. Who are my high potential people that are flight risks? And, and what can I do to prevent them from actually leaving? Yes. So, again, we can use that predictive analytics to start identifying, you know, based on the fact that this person hasn't had an increase in the last two years. They haven't been on any training. Um, they've been with the same manager. And there's a whole lot of things that we can look at, which determines, hey, this is a trend that we've seen. And when people are in this situation, chances are that they're going to leave the organization. If this is a high potential person in your organization, you don't want that to happen. But invariably, what happens is because we are always working in hindsight, we wait until the person actually puts their letter of resignation on the table and then says, oh, I didn't realize that was going to happen. How do mm. I stop you from going? It's too right. late then. The guy's made up his mind. He's, he's already signed his new job contract, et cetera, et cetera. I want to be able to, six months in advance, be able to say, this is a high potential employee that I don't want to lose. What can I start doing now to prevent that from happening? Okay, interesting stuff. So a key consideration here when implementing new technologies is your workforce, right? Uh, how does Oracle Cloud EPM make it easier to build a, a fully connected workforce plan? It's a tough one. Who wants to take this one? So I think, you know, from a starting point, a lot of people don't realize how interconnected the different systems are. We've identified somewhere in the region of 45 different touch points across uh, finance and HR on its own. You know, so if, for example, I am a, uh, a finance manager in a particular division and I get a promotion, my responsibilities are actually going to change. How are those responsibilities defined? What is my approval process going to be? What is my area, you know, that I'm going to need to be working with? Um, if I submit an expense claim, 
it's going into finance, but it's me as an employee that is expensing that claim. And you are going to reimburse me either through my payroll or through, uh, you know, a paycheck or whatever the case may be. And there's, as I said, there's, there's an infinite number, 43 that we can specifically hone in on that, that are touch points between just ERP and finance. You know, and if we start looking at sales, you know, who's defining what are our targets from a sales perspective and what are the individual's targets and how do I compensate that person? How do I... You, you know, can pay them their commission. What is the basis that I'm actually going to do it on? How many reps do I have? What is the area that they cover? What are the products that they cover? So there's these constant touch points, whether it's in sales, whether it's in finance, whether it's in operations, you know, do I have the right people on the shop floor to be able to, you know, process this particular product that we're busy manufacturing? And if I don't, what is the impact of that going to be on the business? So there are these touch points the whole way through the organization. And if you're dealing with each of these things in isolation, it becomes an absolute nightmare yeah. for an organization. I mean, Artie, when you try and strategize, I mean, I know you're the ERPM strategy lead at Oracle. I mean, when you look at these tectonic changes, I mean, these are massive changes that have taken place in ERP systems and, and, and how what we've talking about this conversation, and I know we've touched on the emerging technologies, but it's it's so interesting listening to both of you talking how many companies are still stuck the way they were doing things five years ago and how quickly things have shifted just during the last 18 months. And I guess that uh, COVID has really sparked on a lot of things but where, where are we going in in the next three to five years are we going to stay like this are we going to and i guess you can't really predict right because ai keeps changing every day you've got different layers coming in and yet people have to be agile and they've got to change because you cannot stay stagnant in this in this world Sure. So, so I think I'll just uh, pick up on what Ronnie said and build up, build up on that. Uh, I think it's so important to understand the skills we need in our workforce today, not only to prepare for today, but to prepare for the next decade. I can't predict what the new term will be in five years. It may be something that we don't know of today. Like I didn't know five years ago that we we're going to talk about IoT, AI, blockchain, right? So exactly. technology is evolving a, a lot. And um, my only recommendation or guidance to, to all, the, all the people watching this would be to, to embrace the technology because technology is like having virtual assistants, right? It's, it's having virtual assistants that are supporting you in your day-to-day -day job. So the faster you utilize that, the more efficient you will be in your job, the more productive you will be, and you will build skills for the, for the future. Um, and, and there is no hiding from this uh, from these technologies, right? If, if, for instance, if you use Google Maps, you're using AI. You may not know it, but that's the reality, right? It tells you an alternate route uh, if you're stuck somewhere, or it tells you if there is a there's a roadblock ahead and how to how to get past it, right? So, day-to-day -day world, you're already using AI. Netflix, whatever recommendations you see are are based on AI. We are trying to make our ERP as accessible as these apps that I talked about, right? So you should be able to talk to your ERP and do, do an expense report. For instance, I can say, hey, I want to um, submit an expense report, take a picture and submit it. Why would you want to go the old way of entering the data, oh, flipping exactly. and scanning and, you know, it's just, it's just not efficient. So technology is really evolving and the faster you embrace it, the more ready you will be for the next decade. You know, when, when COVID hit, um, organizations that were still using old school technology, legacy systems that were designed for, 
you know, working 30 odd years ago were the ones that were probably impacted the most. You know, if I think about the, the Oracle example in South Africa, we were told on the Thursday evening after Cyril had had his family gathering, you know, that we wouldn't be able to come to the office on Friday morning. And because we have all of this technology available to us at Oracle, nobody had to go into the office. I had my laptop. I could carry on working. I was connected through our cloud system. I could carry on working as if nothing had happened. The only difference was that I didn't have to put on a suit to go to the office. I could sit in my pajamas and carry on working. I could pick up my smartphone, as RT said, and I could say, I have an expense claim. Take a picture of my invoice or my receipt and submit it. On the fly, it's done. You know, and organizations that had started moving, you know, this whole uh, fourth industrial revolution that we talk about didn't start as a result of, of the pandemic. It was already in the process. A lot of organizations have been doing this for a long time. What COVID did, what the pandemic did, was it accelerated it for specifically for those organizations that hadn't taken up this new technology. And they're realizing that I've got to stay ahead of technology in order to be able to survive. We talked about surviving and thriving. If those organizations that already had the technology are the ones that are thriving, the others are now in survival mode until they can get their systems up and running so that they can now start moving towards, you know, how do we start getting back to a, a, a normal work and, and normal yes. lifestyle again, if there is such a thing. Absolutely. It's just fascinating talking to the two of you and thank you for joining us. And I think that, uh, Arti, what you said earlier is that you have to embrace it. You know, whatever change is about, just embrace it, you know, because if you go against it, it's going to be to your detriment of your organization. Embrace it, move with the flow, because that's where the world is going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just such great advice, such a fascinating conversation. Arti Bohan, who is the EMEA ERPM strategy leader at Oracle, thank you for joining us. And also to you, Ronnie Turin, who's the HCM sales dev and strategy leader Africa at Oracle. Thank you both for that uh, fascinating discussion and uh, and all these changes that are happening around us. And as Artie said, just embrace it. Thank you for the two of you for joining me. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, for having